Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. And today we have a six-figure prize pool to first while I record this. It's going to be starting on Sunday, April 5th, but NASCAR, NASCAR iRacing is back. So some uh, somewhat a combination of what we've been getting from some of these other leagues in terms of just video game simulations, things like that, but not exactly. So before we get into it, I'll break down exactly what you're going to be watching. It's been on Fox for the past couple of weeks. It's had decent ratings. Uh, now there's a six-figure prize pool to first. I'll, I'll kind of explain why it's different from the NBA simulations and the NFL simulations in a major way as to why it's different there. And then I'll kind of prep you as much as we can uh, for what you're going to be seeing out of this field of 32 drivers. Um, my name is Sal Vetri. You might be new here because you follow NASCAR or this is just the only thing on your TV that you're able to watch and you want to get some money down because there's a huge prize pool in DraftKings. I don't know how many weeks we'll get these huge prize pools. I imagine there'll be a lot of attention because of the first week right now, but it's very much of a variant sport, this racing that we're going to get, uh, but we'll get all into that. Please, right now, if you have a second, hit the subscribe button if you've gotten any value from a previous video of mine, or if you want to wait and see if you get any value from this one, and then hit the subscribe button. I greatly appreciate that. This video is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight has a ton of different props on their site, more or less action. A ton of the esports right now are on there. I have projections over on Patreon, my account, all that stuff linked up down below to help you out there. But Monkey Knife Fight has a ton of props. You should check them out. They have really soft lines right now because of some of the new sports they're getting into. They haven't had uh, probably the algorithmic data and, and the just really experience in trying to get those numbers hard. So there's a lot of upside. If you want to get free $5 over there, you can use the promo code Vetri or click the link down below. Also get you a 100% deposit match up to 50 bucks. Last thing I'll say is if you want this data sheet, this data sheet that's over my shoulder, and I might add some things to it, there's a link down below. It's totally free. You just click that link and I'll send you a copy of this data sheet in an Excel format. Uh, so that's a link down below, totally free. You can click that, get that right now. So the iRacing in Bristol. Now there's been a couple of races so far and the sample that you're seeing right now, at least on data collected is just for two of the races, the two previous races. And you've seen the far majority of this field has raced in both of those. So we actually have some statistics from it. Uh, so far, just overall from those first two previous races, you've gotten um, 12 and a half lead changes, just seven and a half total leaders. So that's all you've seen uh, and seven cautions on average. So wrecks, whatever it might be near misses. So um, what you're looking at in iRacing is not like the simulations that you've been getting in the NBA or just video games or they're playing on a video game or even what you got in the NBA the last night uh, that I'm recording. This was on the third when Kevin Durant, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Derek Jones Jr. They're playing each other in this this NBA 2K tournament, right? It's not even that. It's much more advanced. And that's why you're seeing a prize pool with actual money behind it. Because there is a skill component to this. You have these racers in their simulation cars, in actual cars, uh, and there's actually skill there. It's not just them playing a video game. So that's why I assume that you got these big prize pools and that there's actually money to be wagered because it's not like it's just a video game that you're simulating and you really don't know what goes into that and it can be kind of sketchy at that point. No, you're actually going to be able to see these actual drivers in their cars doing what they're doing and there's a skill to it. So that's one point to call out. Now, there is a huge, huge, huge um, downside to what we're going to be getting in the experience of iRacing. And I hope, hope it changes moving forward. Otherwise, it's going to be really much a crapshoot for the most part. You pick up points in NASCAR DFS, and it's similar scoring, the exact same scoring as NASCAR DFS. You pick up points is the iRacing three different ways. You can pick up points through Dominator points. That is fastest lap points. You get a half a point and also, um, and also lap, laps led. So just leading for that lap, you get a quarter of a point. So you get some points there. You can pick them up. They're always good to have. Then you also get points for your finishing spot. Obviously, if you finish first, you're going to get the most points in the upper 40s. And then it just tears off down to last place. 
for if it's a normal place with with 40 total places finishing out you'll start with first place getting like 46 points and then a bonus for first place and it goes down from there so you get finishing points um very similar to golf dfs pga if you play that you get just the uh, dominator points they call them just fastest laps and laps led and then lastly place differential which is usually the biggest thing in terms of how you can gain an edge in dfs you really it, it's hard to predict who's going to win any type of sport otherwise we'd all be millionaires um you can somewhat predict the laps led stuff but you don't get a ton of points for that and place differential is the biggest one. So place differential, if you start, say, 17th, or let's just say 25th in the race, right, and you finish 15th, you're going to get 10 points for place differential. You're going to get points there. But on the opposite side, if you start 15th and you finish 25th, you're losing 10 points. Um, so the downside is we don't know that information. Based on what we're, based on what I've been reading and what I've been seeing is um, that we're not going to know. They're going to have a couple of races to figure out pay, race differential, a couple of simulated tests, but we're not going to know once lock happens at 1 p.m. tomorrow, East Coast time. We're not going to know where the uh, the situation lies in terms of who's where these 32 drivers are placed. So we don't know who's going to be at the pole. The pole is first. We don't know who's going to be dead last. We don't know who's going to be in that maybe sweet zone of like uh, between 20 and 25. So you can actually pick up a decent amount of paces or places there. So it gets a little bit sketchy. And that's why this is sort of like a crapshoot. So uh, place differential, usually if you have somebody at the pole who's starting first, it's only negative for them in terms of place differential. They're literally first. They, they If they finish second or third, they're losing points no matter what. There, there is no floor there at all for them for their place differential. And there's pretty much no ceiling either because they can't move up. So it's a pretty crappy spot to go towards place differential points. Um, so yeah, it's we don't know that information. Hopefully moving forward, we will, but we're not going to. Now I do have on this screen in columns K and L, the average start position for people and the average finish. Now they actually do qualify for two uh, laps before this. So this is something decent to look at, but it's different fields. It's different, uh, obviously tracks. Uh, so you see the average place differential points here. Like William Byron, he's been pretty much starting right at the pole, 1.5 in his first two uh, contests, and he's finishing in 20.5, and he's losing a ton of points, minus 19. Um, you have other players as well, just starting one contest so far, Daniel Suarez. He has lost at this point right now 24 spots in his one start because he finished ninth in his first race, and he or he started ninth, and he finished 33rd. So that's a ton of points lost, and obviously you can see him, negative 13 points because of that. So uh, not great, but unfortunately, we're not going to know that. If you knew where players were going to start, 1 through 32, maybe you take some players from that 20 to 30 range, 20 to 28 range or so. It's a nice sweet spot to where if they don't finish anywhere above it, they're only going to lose a couple of points, but they have the upside of finishing, maybe start 28th, finish 10th, and you get a ton of points there. So um, we're going to have to focus on dominator points, which is the fastest lap and laps led. There's a couple of things that you can look at there. And when I say focus on it, just look at it a little bit more briefly. Uh, you could just look at the lap sled. We have that actual data. Fastest laps, they have not been, at least I haven't seen databases for it. Um, we've only had seven and a half different, on average, through the first two races, different leaders. So you can see a lot of these stats right here for some of these drivers are just going to have zero lap sled at that point and more times. And that, that means they're going to have zero fastest laps. It's not always the case, but usually. But lap sled could be a little bit deceptive, you can say, because William Byron has 108 lap sled because he's started at the pole. His average starting spot is 1.5, but then he's also getting some points there because he has the lap sled, but it's only a quarter of a point. He's losing 19 points because on average, he's, he's just finishing way further back. So um, I think it's pretty good to at least look at where the average starting points, average finishing spots are. You can look top 10s right now for some of the, uh, the drivers on this through their first two starts. A couple of them have finished twice in the top 10. So it's at least a decent starting point to go off. But we also have Vegas odds. So you do have um, Timmy Hill, who's already won. He's finished top 10 in his first two. He's the most expensive driver in this. He's had a decent amount of starting spots, really good starting spots too. Um, maybe not the most ideal, but you're getting him in a starting spot 
average starting spot of 8.5. So he actually has the win upside. You've seen that twice. He obviously has a top 10 upside since he's starting there on average. And you've seen that both times. Um, and then he's also finishing with some laps led as well in that 22 so far on this slate. That's the third best that we've seen. A couple drivers we haven't seen. Dale Earnhardt. Yep. He's going to be driving in this one, at least in the, the player pool. Uh, a couple of uh, Vegas odds are not out yet. So John uh, Nemchek is not on there either. Ricky Steinhouse. So a couple of the Vegas odds are not out for some of the lesser drivers. I imagine those will be out uh, later on and updated, but we do have Vegas odds for this type of thing. So you could always wait that into your win upside. At the end of the day, it's a hundred thousand dollar contest. Um, there is, uh, it's going to come down to finishing position. Place differential points are going to be important. We just don't know how to project those. And then you can get an idea of lap sled based on where people have been starting and just in general, what type of drivers, if they are dominators uh, and things like that. The one thing I'll call out is that there's only 150 laps in this race. So usually if you are looking for dominator points, you want to focus on uh, courses and really tracks that have more laps, right? There's only 150 in this. So a place differential is going to be more important in my opinion than dominator points. We just can't project that. Whereas we can project to an extent, some of the dominator points. So 150 laps, if there was 450 or 500 a lap track, you're obviously going to be getting a lot more upside in your dominator points, uh, just because there's a lot more laps to actually get that and secure those. So no place differential points. That's the biggest thing. It's an actual skill game because there are drivers behind real wheels and and, in real cars for this. Um, I've watched the last couple of weeks and there's been some blunders on the Fox broadcast, as you would expect. They're trying something completely new, but for the most part, it's been pretty cool. It's been cool to watch. I'm not sitting there the whole entire time. It's only 150 laps. You don't have to be there too long, Uh, but I did tune in towards the ends and they've been some exciting finishes uh, so far. So DK Touring is going to stay the same. You have dominator points. Finishing points is just where you play similar to golf. If you finish first, you're going to get a ton of points. If you finish 2050, you're going to much you get nothing and then points differential but we can't know that there's usually dead zones in these 40 driver fields like between 10 and 20 and that dead zone for point differential just means like if you're at 10th well you really can't go up too far and there's a really good chance you're going to go down a good amount same exact thing for 20th you really can't go up too far it's kind of that dead zone in the teens and then whereas if you're all the way up top in your first second or third starting you don't really have much point differential upside in terms of placing at a better finishing than when you started, but you do have the win upside. You do have some other stuff for dominator points. So once again, so far, what we've seen is through two races of two races of a sample of data, seven and a half total leaders per, uh, per those two races on average, 12 and a half lead changes and seven cautions. so far, you're not going to see a ton of lead changes just because it's less laps, 150, um, and a lesser, lesser, a little bit smaller field than average with 32 drivers. So this video is more so to give you an idea of what you're getting into. What is iRacing itself? Give you some sort of data. You can, again, you can download it link below. Um, but my goal is not to just give you picks for this because if anybody is, is trying to pu- push picks in a serious manner, there's not much to do there. There's not a lot of information in a small sample to actually get an idea for this. And we still don't have even drivers that have had a sample in this type of uh, atmosphere yet. But I mean, you can look at Timmy Hill at the top, the biggest favorite here. He's um, on average, his average finishing position is second. So a first and a third so far, obviously two top tens there, two top fives, the victory that he's had so far. And you're going to get a lot of upside there. Uh, the 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 co-favorite right now, William Byron. So I do think Timmy Hill is fine, but it's just really difficult without knowing place differential and where people are just starting uh, at this point to get a good idea for some of this stuff. If you want to look at some other spots here, you have Alex Bowman's been very good when it comes to just average place differential, gaining 10 and a half spots, picking up 10 and a half points per each contest so far, starting on average at 16th, finishing around five and a half, two top tens. You're not getting any laps led there, but again, laps led are only a quarter of a point or so. And at most, maybe somebody picks up like 40, 50 laps, laps, laps led in this contest and they can get 10 points there. 
But if they're starting higher up like William Byron has, he's probably trading that off with some place differential negative points. So Alex Bowman at 9,600, Timmy Hill all the way up top. I think it's interesting to take shots on guys that we don't have a sample on the last two, like Dale Arnhart's right now. I like Ricky Steinhaus at the bottom, like John Nemchek in that mid-range around 8,700. I would more times than not take shots on them. Nobody's going to play them. They're going to be not owned at all. We don't know how they're going to do, but um, it's at least worth mentioning that one of these can be the best driver in this field without a doubt in the iRacing, and we just don't have a sample, so people are going to stay away from their zero fantasy points per contest or at least some of the data that's not uh, translating through completely for them so far um, at least from what I've seen not finding data for them uh, through these first couple of contests so that'll be interesting to at least uh, keep an eye on more times than not I would take on the risk there because let's be honest people aren't going to do it without having any type of a sample and for the most part these guys are all in a very similar range uh, to do well so Take some shots on the dark horses that you don't have much data on. Alex Bowman, Timmy Hill, I think they're fine. If, if you try and go down any more, there's really not much down here that's going to be standing out too much for me. Um, Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace is probably somebody that you can take some stabs on. Now you're starting to get to this mid-range. You're starting to hope that these are the type of players that maybe start 20th. That's where they've been as of late. Eric Jones, 24th average starting spot. Bubba Wallace around 23 and a half, so 24th as well. And that's that nice range where... If they don't do well, they're probably not dropping a ton, right? They're dropping like three spots. So you lose a couple points. But if they do well, they're probably gaining five, 10 spots. And that's what you've seen as of late. Eight and a half um, place differential on average for Eric Jones. Bubba Wallace, seven and a half. There's a lot of players like that down here. You can look at the model yourself. But Timmy Hill and Alex Bowman, probably the ones that seem the most secure, at least what we've seen so far. But it's still a small sample for that. Um, they're obviously expensive as well. So that's that little picks part, I guess you can say, of the show. Um, but I'm not going to try and push these types of picks. Uh, we have a very small sample that we're working on. I think it'd be nice if just individually people download this file and, and try and check it out on their own. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm going to add some things to this. We don't have a ton of data. As you can see, a lot of zeros in here because there's just been only two races so far. And some people have only raced once and some three of them, uh, you can see, have raced none. So the link is down below if you want to get this data uh, sheet. Uh, I'll send it over to you totally free. Just click that link opt in to get it uh, and we'll send it over and I'll add I'll try and add a little bit more to this to make it more uh, to be make it more informative the biggest goal for me to make this video is to inform the people like there's going to be people with 100,000 at first that are watching this video or at least subscribe to me on Twitter YouTube whatever it is the podcast that want to play this and they're probably going to throw their money in blind so might as well at least give you something to look at and at least an understanding of what you're putting your money behind I personally do not advocate for going 150 max into this contest if you want to just have some sort of entertainment because there's not been a lot of sports on yet. Yeah, play the $10 contest, put a lineup in or two. I'm not getting too crazy with this. It is it is random since we're not going to have a full access of information like I would like to and like we would usually have for a NASCAR event, but at least you have more information than you did probably before watching this video. I'll urge you again, if you did and you got any type of value from this video, please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. We're like 80 subscribers away from 20,000, so that'd be pretty cool. Check out that free uh, link down below if you want to opt into this. You can also check out what I have to offer on Patreon if you're interested and Monkey Knife Fight. You should check them out as well. Uh, some pretty cool props and then also the promotions for $5 free play over there on Monkey Knife Fight with the link down below. Thank you for tuning into this video. Appreciate you all so much. My name's Sal Vetri. Best of luck tomorrow. We're getting some sports back. Sports are going to get creative. There's tons of minds in this space and there's tons of it that are trying to make money and entertain people. And there's a ton of people that just want entertainment right now. So the void is going to be filled uh, as always in any type of a market. So I appreciate it, everybody. I'll see you in the next one. 